We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Welcome to week 15 of the NFC East Feast. We're with only one month left in the NFL season. The NFC East once again has all four teams currently in the playoff picture. Of course, the Philadelphia Eagles hold the number one seed. And the Dallas Cowboys, Washington Commanders, and New York Giants hold all three wild card seeds. Right now, that is the five, six, and seven seed. So we couldn't ask for anything uh, better than this as uh, we are 10 days out of Christmas and we've got a big divisional game to talk about with your commanders here coming up. John, how are you? I'm doing very well, man. It's nothing like uh, a bye week and then staying Mm. playoff relevant. You know, it's a nice little kind of put your feet up and relax. I know that the Giants aren't feeling that way coming off of um, coming off of their game and uh yeah, the Eagles kind of feel good. I mean, your Cowboys, I don't know. How do you feel about the Cowboys, man? Oh, we're going to get into that in just a minute. I got a lot of thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> um, after a few weeks away, he was sick, and then he was out on vacation with the fam. But Jay Ludd's back in the studio joining us uh, all show. What's up, kid? So glad to be back, guys. Gosh, missed you guys. Glad to be live. Glad. I'm tired of the voice memos. Tired of B had to make my picks last week. Pathetic. <laughs> I'm back. Uh, just really excited, guys. Really excited to be back. I'm excited for the commanders. Like John said, that's awesome. Just to be on bye week. I know what that feels like. Um, you know, the last couple of years, just being playoff relevant and just being excited, man, for football. And, you know, it, it is tough when your team's down some years. So excited for all you guys. Um, and yeah, just ready to get into the show, man. Let's get it. Well, we have to uh, recap week 14 first, and I want to start off with a game that was almost uh, the, the biggest upset in the NFL this season, probably, and that was the Dallas Cowboys eking by the lowly Houston Texans. Uh, Dak Prescott in the offense needed a two-minute drill, a 98-yard drive um, just just to get the, the last-second win. They end up coming out on top 27 to 23. My God, was that a 16 and a half or 17 point line juicy? If you were on the Texans, (laughs) you were feeling good. Um, But for me, guys, uh, I've listened to a lot of uh, different media sources this week, and I've heard two schools of thought, and I think they both have kernels of truth to them, and I wanted to bounce it off of y'all. And the first one is just plain and simple. For the Cowboys haters out there, there's plenty of them. This game exposes that the Dallas Cowboys – are overrated. They're not a true contender in the Houston Texans show that they will be beat eventually once they play in postseason. 
And the other school of thought was a, a tweet by, of all people, Robert Griffin III, who defended the Cowboys and said, this is what great teams do. When they're completely off and they have every reason to lose, they can still rally and beat a team. Doesn't matter what kind of team is. There's no such thing as an easy win in the NFL. And I think it, both of those can be true at the same time. I think that the Cowboys were off 100%, and they found a way to win. That that two-minute drive orchestrated by Dak, I'm not going to defend Dak Prescott. Um, you know, I, I posted the Colin Cowherd clip saying that, you know, at this point are the Cowboys Dak dependent. We have a top three scoring defense. We're top seven or eight in the league in rushing. But yeah, Dak Prescott has more interceptions than games started. Very concerning. But in crunch time, Number four, made big-time throws, got us in the end zone, got us a victory. Uh, but I'm not going to pound the table and say, how about them Cowboys? Because we almost lost to the one-win Texans. Uh, John, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man. I mean, my thoughts coming into it after seeing the scores, I mean, don't get me wrong, I had my laughs on uh, <laughs> at your expense while the game was going on, just saying to myself, like, is Dallas really going to lose this? But... <laughs> All year long, we've played the Texans throughout the division, right? And we we always prefaced it with, like, they're a very good one-win team, right? The best. Like, they're not <laughs> schlubs. So I'm more of in, this, in the school of thought that, you, you know, you're the, the latter, right, that, that Robert Griffin III is talking about, where this is what good teams do. Picks happen. Turnovers happen in games. How do you respond, right? Do you come out flat? I mean, the Cowboys look like they started the game off very well. Um, and then things go south sometimes in football games, and the determined teams are the teams that are going to not let those things um, kind of rattle them are the teams that are going to move forward in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, you're going to face tougher foes, right? I mean, you would think moving into the playoffs. Um, but you mentioned Dax interceptions. I mean, watching watching the highlight of the one interception, um, I mean, that was just kind of a funky it was definitely a little bit behind Noah Brown and he kind of tosses it up in the air almost like bad deflection. That's not really on Dak in my book. Could the throw have been better? Yeah. But like, what are you doing Noah Brown? And then the other one obviously was, was poor, but you're it to me. The nice thing about that is that then you see that, yeah, you guys are a complete team. Then the defense holds them to a zero burger in the, in the red zone. Yep. So, I mean, you got to be encouraged by your defense. And then to your point, you flip that back around on the next possession and Dallas goes 98 yards down the field and scores a damn touchdown. The stat line wasn't terrible. The, I don't feel like the Cowboys played a bad game. Um, I feel like they were just tested by a team that, you know, has nothing to lose and is throwing every last punch they can. Again, I mean, Damian Pierce, that guy runs angry, dude. We've talked about it all year long. We talked about it last week. It is what it is, but you guys come out with a W, right? And isn't that what's most important? Agreed. Jay Ludz, how about you? I just think every team in the NFL has a couple couple weeks like this. Yeah. You, you just run into a tough week, man. You know, I mean, but they like what it comes down to in the NFL when you hear their players say it all the time is it's tough to get wins in this league, man. So just move, take the W and move on. I mean, now, if you guys lost that game, that, that's a tough loss to lose to to that yeah. team, you know. But and even though you guys didn't have your best game, like I said, you pulled out the W, and that's all that matters in the NFL, man. At the end of the day, who gives a shit about the stats and stuff? Everybody looks at the the, uh, the record and where you're at at the end of the year. So you guys are going towards the end of the year with some momentum. This whole division is, 
you know, it's, except for the Giants. And by the way, <laughs> do you guys think Danny Dimes is going to be there next year or no? Daniel Jones? I'm going to wait until we talk about We're going to talk about the Giants. Okay, here sorry. In just a second. Yeah, I got off track. No, you're good. No, I, I want to wrap up this game. Um, something that really stood out to me is the – the Texans uh, head coach Lovey Smith and offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton almost rolled out like a collegiate style offense because uh, going into this game, uh, it was said that Kyle Allen was going to be benched. Davis Mills got his starting job back. But then during the first quarter, when when Houston is getting out to an early lead, I see Jeff Driscoll, um, the former Florida Gator, coming in there. And he's a, a, a running quarterback. He's got good wheels. And they start rotating Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll in. And Jeff Driscoll's um, running a lot. He had, like, almost 40 yards rushing. Davis Mills is completing a high percentage. Um, Ludge, you had mentioned you were, you might even start Chris Moore in your fantasy playoffs. Chris yeah. Moore had 10 catches for 124 yards. So if you're in a PPR league, there's 24 points. Thank you very much. Yep. Very strange game, like to, to see that. So I think that may have caught Dallas off guard. Yeah. And uh, although uh, I thought our aerial attack was pathetic, uh, still <laughs> very encouraged by the running game. Dak, excuse me, Zeke and Tony Pollard uh, both get in the end zone. They both average four yards a carry. It really seems like both those guys have settled into their roles. And it just shows that when Dak has one of his bad games, has multiple interceptions, we can ride the running game, and that is what might be able to take us on our first playoff run since the '90s. So, uh, a total Jekyll and Hyde game. But at the end, at the end of the day, as I think we all agree, uh, a W is a W. Yeah. Um, but Bloods, I want I want to go. You uh, you kind of foreshadowed the uh, the New York Football Giants Sorry. and their. Uh, quarterback Daniel Jones who did not have his best game last week let's face it the entire Giants team didn't have their best game they played their arch rival the Philadelphia Eagles and the Eagles came in to the Meadowlands and they just dominated they they did um what good teams do they destroyed an inferior opponent the the stats that came out after this game on, on Philadelphia I'll rattle them out were crazy that um Miles Sanders gets his first 1,000-yard season. Lane Johnson uh, breaks the NFL record with his 26th straight game without allowing a sack. Uh, The Eagles are the first team in franchise history to have two players with 10 rushing touchdowns, um, that being Jalen, Miles Sanders, and have a receiver with 10 receiving touchdowns, of course, being A.J. Brown. Um, Devontae Smith also got in the end zone in this game. And uh, Jalen Hurts' first quarterback, in the history of the franchise to have back-to-back seasons with 10 rushing touchdowns, which is pretty impressive when you consider they had the likes of Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb, um, you know, in that some franchise. Of the best. So, yeah, some of the best have come out of Philadelphia when it comes to running the football football as a quarterback position. And don't forget, just, A.J. Brown crossed the 1,000-yard mark, too. A.J. had a thousand, A.J. Game. Brown already already 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. What, what a great move uh, by the general manager, Howie Rosen, to get him on draft night. And the whole team is is just clicking on all cylinders. I don't see a weakness at this point. Maybe that will be exposed somewhere down the line. I, I you know, I, I sit here and I gush over the Eagles every week. So I'll I'll just stop before I make some of the, the viewers <laughs> upset. Uh, Jay Lutz, to, to your point though, talking about Daniel Jones, for me this is kind of a microcosm of just who he is. He had 169 yards passing, didn't turn the ball over, but didn't make any big plays that you you need a quarterback to make to step up. So, no, he's not there. He's not there next year to me. How about you? We, we we we've been seeing the same thing out of him for three years now. 
literally the same thing. Yes. Maybe a few less picks. Yeah, you know, I think he's done uh-huh. some more picks in the past. I think he's cut down on the turnovers a bit, but he's just it's not the guy, man. Yeah. You know? I mean, to play it's devil's advocate, guy. like I don't think he's the guy either, but yeah. you love to make a comment about it pre pre pod. <laughs> like the list of names of playmakers he's throwing the ball to is like yeah. Richie James, the ghost of <laughs> Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, <laughs> Daniel Bellinger, like <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess if you could make any argument to keep Daniel Jones, it's that, you know, t- what did we give him this year? But Aaron, I don't think so. I think Aaron Rodgers is 48 years old, has less weapons, <laughs> and makes more flashy right. plays than Danny Dimes. I agree. Dude. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, I think though, that, and I think we all kind of foreshadowed or kind of were expecting at the beginning of the year um, that there may even be a change of the, of the guard midseason. And that really it's going to come down to Dayball and the new general manager who have been a, a massive hit. You can't tell me that the Mara family isn't going to want to give them whatever the heck they want mm-hmm. uh, as far as, you know, gathering uh, the quarterback that they want, whether that's via the draft or some free yeah. agent or something like that next year. Right. Hey, uh, to speak to your point, John, we talked about uh, maybe a changing at the guard of the quarterback position. I do believe Daniel Jones will be starting this Sunday night, but Tyrod Taylor yeah. came into this game when it got out of hand. Um, and he went, let's see here, five for five for 47 yards and a touchdown pass. So yeah. provide, provided a spark, also had uh, 30 rushing yards. So Tyrod can clearly do some things um, with the offense that Daniel Jones can't. But I think that they will live and die by Daniel Jones because that way at the end of the year, they can they, they left no stone unturned. They can be like, we went as far as we could with Daniel Jones. And I think we're all probably unanimous that they move on. Um, any other notes on this game, guys, other than the Eagles are pretty damn good and the Giants are okay? Yeah, man. I, the Eagles, like you said, they're pretty damn good. I, you look at the stat line in this game, and it's not uber impressive, but it's just like the Eagles just do what they do. I mean, you know, like without having to gush over them, they're just – if they need to run the ball, they run the ball to beat you. If they need to pass the ball, if Jalen needs to do with the, with his legs, I mean, they're set, man. And the And the schedule moving forward, they're going to be sitting pretty. I'm yeah. tired of them. I'm I'm tired of the Eagles, dude. I hope somebody comes and kicks their ass in the playoffs. I'm tired of them. I think the Don't Niners got a good good shot. You think? Yeah. You think Brock Purdy? You think Bro, that, that Purdy that boy defense Purdy, is that good? That Purdy boy is gonna go into Philadelphia and beat them. That defense is that good. They I are, think they that, are pretty good. It's a possibility. They're a championship defense. As much as I love Micah Parsons, I think I think Nick Bosa is the defensive player of the year. Uh, Fred Warner may be the best linebacker in football. No, the Niners are squatted. They have a pro bowler, I think, at every single position other than quarterback. They're good, man. They're, no, they're Hufanga, very good. Hufanga, that's safety. Hufanga, for sure. Charvarius Ward. No, they got studs uh, all over uh, the place, man. <clears throat> uh, but Debo Samuel did go down. It sounds like he's going to come back, so... Uh, we'll see, uh, but but I do believe, Luds, that other than, as of course, I'm going to say the Cowboys, the Niners are probably the biggest competition to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and they have the playoff experience. So right. it'll be interesting. What, uh, what about the Commanders? You know, the only team to beat the Eagles. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point, John. Here's, here's what's oh, funny. Boy. I'll never oh, forget boy. this comment. Never forget this comment from B. Wells last year. Man, I saw the Niners coming out of the tunnel wearing Kodak Black, and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you, the way that t- Trent Williams and Debo, would they have a big boom box, and they yeah. just play gangster rap, I was like, we're in 
big trouble. <laughs> and you were. And you were. Oh, and we great. were. Good, now, we'll, we shall see. No, I think San Francisco can easily, despite the quarterback, doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. I mean, they had Josh Johnson, like some 40-year-old journeyman who's played on every team in the NFL. He could probably win a playoff game with that roster. Yeah. So we'll see. They're winning right now on Thursday Night Football on the road. Uh, so they can, they can beat anybody. Um, but let's we'll stick on the East here, and uh, I'll hop over to the power rankings. Eagles still number one, as they've been, I think, every single week. They've been 15 weeks in a row now. The Cowboys, a clear number two. I'm going to say, though, it's no longer a tie. I think the Commanders are certainly the third best team in the division, especially coming off of a bye week, getting healthier, and the Giants just left searching for for answers after um, a bad division loss. And now they're going on the road. Can't wait to talk about Sunday night football. Um, but John, what do you think? I, I'm, are you uh, in, in accordance uh, with, with my one through four? Yeah. Yeah. I concur. Um, okay. I do. I it's, it's Washington's, you know, third spot now to lose. Um, and I kind of felt that way going into the, the last week and we end up tying. It doesn't make you feel great, but you know, it's nice to come off a of bye week, still be sitting pretty, and I hope that everybody, you know, at least took a little bit of extra time, hopefully to relax with their families and everything, but then also to kind of get a head start on uh, on facing the Giants next week. For sure. Lutz, how about you? If you had to rank one one through four in the East, where are you going right now? Uh, I totally agree, man. <laughs> Not to just agree with it, but yeah, no, I, I wouldn't rank it any other way. I think you have it nailed. Um, I mean, to be honest, I think it's a closer first and second, then maybe you have it be. Cowboys are a tough team, man. I love your guys' defense. love your guys' yeah. defense. Uh, Eagles' offense is just so lethal, I think, is what just makes them so good. You know, their defense their defense can be beat, man. You know, like, I I just think um, it's closer than people think, man. Cowboys are a tough team, dude. You guys have grinded out some wins, tough wins. Well, I think the Eagles have had it easy out. all year, you know. In the next two so. weeks, so like three weeks from today's date, the Cowboys and Eagles will have played on Christmas Eve, and obviously the Cowboy, the Giants and the Commanders will have played on Sunday Night Football. So, like, 1-2 is very close. 3-4 is very close. There's kind of a, I'd say, two tiers right now in the division. But the, the, the cream of the crop will emerge. I think at least three of these teams get into the playoffs. I still think there's a chance at all four. Um, but this is the best division of football. If we were to do the, um, the divisional power rankings, I think – Everyone from Fox Sports to ESPN and certainly everyone who's contributed to the podcast this year would say we are the best. The AFC East is pretty good, too, but but we're the best. We the best, as DJ Khaled says. Um, (laughs) I want I want to finish up the show with Sunday Night Football. So let's let's go into week 15 and talk about the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Jacksonville to face an upstart Jaguars team who has won four of their last five games. Coming off of a nice victory against the Tennessee Titans, Trevor Lawrence looks as comfortable as he has since he's entered the league. He's got some weapons. I like Zay Jones. I like Christian Kirk. Evan Ingram, their tight end, former New York Giant, East Feast. Um, He had the best game of his career last week. Travis Etienne, their running back, um, hasn't been as good as I thought was when they traded James Robinson, but he's still explosive. He he, he can take Uh his house at any, um, any given play. I think their defense is a bit susceptible, so I, I think this is a high-scoring game. Uh, I do think the Cowboys get it done only because, not because they shouldn't be on upset alert. They certainly should be, but I think 
because they played so poorly against Houston, and they've heard the media this week talking about, oh, are the Cowboys overrated? The one-win Texans took them to the, you know, the 59th minute. I think they use that as a rallying point. I think we can establish the run in this game and just get out to an early lead. Uh, this is a very special game for me, guys. You know I will be in attendance, so I'm driving up to Jayville on Saturday. So I'll be watching the game. So I hope my boys don't let me down. But I do think Jackson, Jacksonville comes to play. As I said, uh, th- those offensive weapons I named, they're all for real. And our defense is been playing good, not great lately. Although, although I do think they're still an elite defense. They've let me down here in a few spots. Uh, our defensive tackle, Jonathan Hankins, he's out for the season. He has a with a pec injury. He could come back, they said, for a playoff run, but but that that's certainly a damaging blow. On the offensive side of the football, our starting right tackle, Terrence Steele, he tore his ACL. He is definitely out for the season. We have some depth there with Tyron Smith possibly coming back this week, and Jason Peters, our swing tackle, is going to start over there. So I think our offensive line will be okay, but... Um, Josh Allen, guys, not the Bills quarterback, Josh Allen, but Jaguars defensive end, Josh Allen. He's been known to wreak some havoc. So I, I got a sack or two for Josh Allen. And I think the Jags keep it close. Um, the Jags are our four-point favorites. Luds, I'll let you get into that. I got the Jags to cover, but Cowboys get the 30-27 to 27 victory. John, where are you going with this one? T- hold yeah, on. Sorry, like sorry, to in- sorry to interrupt. You said the Jags are, minus, are favored for? Cowboys. No, I, I may have misspoke. I may have yeah, misspoke. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys yeah. are minus four, but I st- I got the Jags to cover. Cowboys win by three, 30-27. Okay. Yeah. And I was gonna say, I mean, I'm I mostly agree with you, Brian. I do think that you know the Jaguars. You know, you guys are going to the Jaguars, so there could definitely be some surprises in this game. Yeah. Um, and I think that Trevor Lawrence, as you mentioned, has been playing really well. Evan Ingram has finally stepped up and kind of been a little bit of what they thought he could look like in New York or kind of what he showed in flashes. Yeah. So their offense is, has, has kind of built themselves up, I think over the year, over the course of the year and kind of are finding a little bit more identity, I think in Trevor Lawrence, um, which I think that obviously that's what you're hoping when you draft a guy that high overall, but to your point, the defense is absolutely susceptible. So um, it would be really nice for your Cowboys to come out and play smash mouth football and, you know, kind of prove that last week may have been a little bit of a fluke. Um, but the Jags are just as competitive in a lot of games, but then sometimes they're hard to read, right? You and I were laughing pre pot about them getting smoked by Detroit. Yeah. And so I don't know, it could be a funky game, um, but I'm picking it pretty close the same way you are. I would like to see uh CD lamb get a little more involved. Cause I feel like when, when the run game is working for you guys and Dak is, is building on that relationship with CD and finding wide open CD, that's when you guys are looking the best offensively. Um, I feel like your defense should absolutely be able to get it done. Um, but I am still calling for a pretty close game. 27, 24 Cowboys. All right. So we both gotten covering loves before you go uh, and give your prediction. I wanted to, to let you and the audience know, you are 23 and 20 on the year. You vowed to get over 500. You have fought tooth and nail. You've clawed, my friend, to a 23 and 20 record. So you're sitting a few games over 500. We got a month yeah. left in the year, but you're doing pretty good. You, you've been way yeah. hotter the second half of the year. So you're you're getting well, hot it, as the weather cools. You know, that's that's my goal. I want to make people some Christmas money for their kids. Let's go. Uh, you know, I like to save the good picks for the end of the year, <laughs> fellas. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. Trevor Lawrence has been uh, playing really well. Um, and the way that Dallas played last week, yeah, I see this being a close game. I think Jaguars pair up pretty well with the Cowboys. I think this is a pretty close game as well. I have a 24 21 uh, Cowboys, okay. Jaguars plus four. Okay, so yeah, we're yeah, all got on a the little Cowboys. lower scoring. Yeah, a little lower scoring than you guys. For sure. I could I could even see the Cowboys maybe like late in the fourth quarter having a ten point lead, but then a backdoor cover. The Jags, yeah. a team, young, feisty team, play hard for Doug Peterson. They get in the end zone, you know, for the backdoor cover. So we're all on the Jags to uh, to get that four point spread. That's a tricky line. I think it's going to be right around that three or four points. And I think I think I'm going to see a good game in Jacksonville. And uh, guys, unseasonably cold. I, uh, the weather on Jacksonville on Sunday, high of fifty three, low of thirty seven. I'm going to be oh, bundled wow. up. So look for yeah. me to have my Cowboys yeah. beanie on TV if you're watching the game. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to some Christmas weather up there up there in Jayville. Uh, but let's, uh, let's finish off our Week 15 preview with Sunday night football. Uh, the NFL flexed this game to Sunday night. It was originally not a primetime game. Uh, but clearly these teams are both 7-5-1. and one. They tied two weeks ago. And they hold the final two wild card spots um, in the hold on, NFC. Brian. Are we just uh, are we just assuming that the Eagles are going to destroy the Bears and that we're not going to talk about it? I just skipped skip the, that the Bears. I skipped the Bears and the Eagles. I mean, I feel mm. like that's probably all of our feelings on it, right? <laughs> all right, no, good. thank you. I mm. I completely forgot about the Eagles. Mm. Okay, guys, the Eagles are playing football this week too, by the way, and they're pretty <laughs> they're pretty damn good. I'll keep this short and sweet because I was really excited to talk Commanders and Giants. Uh, I got the Eagles minus nine. Uh, Justin Fields is a stud. I love the way I think him. I think his career trajectory could be similar to Jalen Hurts, where Jalen had to develop as a passer. I think Justin Fields is still coming into his own, but his legs are just as lethal as Jalen Hurts. I think they're better. You think if they might, he may be be a little Fields can run, bro. Yes. Yeah. He had Justin Fields has 900 yards rushing this year. So just as a quarterback, he's gonna he's gonna run for a thousand yards. Um, he's came on late. Sorry. Yes. No, you're good. David Montgomery's a good running back for them, but other than Cole Komet, the tight end, they really don't have any weapons. And their defense, they uh they've they lost Robert Smith. They lost Roquan Smith. Yeah. Um. They, they don't. They don't have much of a punch. They're certainly not the monsters of the midway that they once were. Uh, I think the future could be bright in Chicago they, if they get some high draft picks. They traded for Chase Claypool at the at the deadline, so there's some hope for the Bears, but not this week for me. The Eagles are rolling, and I don't think they're a team that plays down to their competition like the Cowboys do. I got the Eagles here. I'll say. 32-19 Philadelphia Eagles cover it. Uh Luds, how about you? Man, um dude, I might yeah, I'm gonna take the Bears plus nine, guys. They're at home. Okay. Cold, cold okay. game in Chicago. Um you know, I think I think they keep it close, man. I I'm thinking about the score here. Uh and I have I am I think as I did get over five hundred, uh all the listeners, I I told the guys before the show I was gonna completely wing it this week. I had no prep. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how I do, and just with my gut feeling. Yeah, I like the Bears yeah. plus nine. I'm gonna go. <sighs> Eagles been scoring some points, so I'm gonna go. The Bears defense can show up though. So twenty five, twenty three, Eagles. Wow. Ooh, I think close. It's close. Yeah, I think they okay. keep it close. Dang. 
Well, then you're going to be uh, the lone wolf on that one because I'm also in agreement with Brian. Um, yeah, I've got Eagles 31, um, uh, Bears 21. I think that okay. at this point in time, you know, there's two ways. I feel like I was just kind of thinking about it in my head, but I feel like Sirianni's the kind of coach that's going to be like war gaming, like against yeah. these lesser opponents, kind of just dialing up fun stuff to just kind of see how it works for the future. The one thing that I, I think I would just caution the Eagles um, and Lud's Lud's kind of like led into it earlier in the in the recap is like don't don't get lulled to sleep, Eagles, by playing some of these lesser opponents and then walk into mm-hmm. your bye week thinking you're hot shit in the playoffs and then you get smacked mm-hmm. in the mouth in the first round. And oh, I yeah. think I think the Bears are coming off bye week, right? Oh, okay, you are correct. Well, you well are rested, correct. man. Well rested. The home game. I just think it's closer. I, I like that plus nine. It's not bad. And my apologies to Robert Quinn. I called him Robert Smith. I got excited with the Roquan Smith, um, but but he's gone. Um, he, him, him and Roquan were their best defensive players. So I just think that that Philadelphia run game is going to gut them. Yeah. Um, but but I think I think the Bears can run the ball too. So maybe this will be a sloppier game, Luds. That that plus nine. It's 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 a ju- it's a juicy line, especially the Eagles. This could be a trap uh, because uh, you know. <laughs> They're going to have a short week. Um, the following mm-hmm. week, and play the Cowboys on Saturday night, Christmas Eve. So perhaps they could be looking forward to that rematch against the Dallas and overlook the Bears. Uh, so, so Luz, well, I, I'm interested to see, but yeah. I, I just think Philadelphia is too good, too focused, too well coached to to overlook the Bears, and the Bears just can't put up enough points. So I feel I'm you. on the Eagles. I feel you. We'll see. Um, but let's get let's get to the game that I clearly couldn't now, wait to talk about. Now the on. <laughs> I, I I talked. I, I'll I'll recite it again. Both seven five and one. They tied two weeks ago. They both have the final two wild card spots in the NFC. This game could not be any bigger. That's why the league flexed it to prime time. The Commanders four and a half point favorites, and I think there's a good reason for that because as the season goes on, they are getting better and the Giants are getting worse. Uh, I thought it was a real pleasure today to hear Taylor Heineke on uh, the Herd with Colin Cowherd. Awesome to get him some uh, some national exposure, and he's such a likable young man. Uh, he was the backup for the St. Louis Battlehawks. Him and Colin were joking around. Um, and then a year later, he's playing against Tom Brady in a, a playoff game. And I just think that uh, with, with Terry McLaurin and those weapons, the, the commanders are, are going to be playing with confidence. McLaurin had 100 yards and a touchdown in that tie game. And the Giants should have won that game. I think that they they thought that they were the better team. But Jahan, the Don, as Luds loves to say, got them a late touchdown, which for me, although it was just a tie, I think it was a moral victory for Washington coming off of a bye week, oh, yeah. only getting healthier. Saquon Barkley, I think, is going to have a tough time getting the run game going with the talented defensive line of the commanders. I think Saquon is not a difference maker in this game. They forced Daniel Jones to beat him with his arm, which he's not very good at doing. Maybe Tyrod Taylor gets in this game because I got the commanders, whether it's uh, Derek Forrest, Cameron Curl, or Kendall Fuller. I got the commanders to pick off Daniel Jones, maybe even turn a turnover into some points. I'm going to swallow the four and a half. I've got the commanders 27 to 20. Let's go, John. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I, uh, you know, you get a bye week and you kind of, you know, you lose a little sense of what that last game was like. And again, so weird that this is just kind of how the scheduling worked out. But it's kind of got me excited now because when they played the first game, 
uh, I kind of leaned the opposite way, and you kind of mentioned that maybe the Giants thought that they should have won that game. I thought that Washington played pretty well. I thought that we should have won the game. I wanted to look back at kind of some some stats um, that, like, why was I feeling that way? And it actually kind of re-encouraged me. In total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, we beat them in all three of those categories. Uh-huh. We had them at time of possession, 41 minutes to 28 minutes. All of that looks freaking awesome. We had them in first downs beat, but then there were a couple of numbers that weren't great. Um, you know, we let more sacks allowed. Um, we had more penalties. We didn't win the turnover battle, and our third down efficiency stunk compared to them. And yeah. I mean, I guess they were four and thirteen. So there's improvement um, to be as close as we were to end in a tie, driving down the field. You know, to score a touchdown to tie it. I think gives the team encouragement, like you said, maybe a little bit of a moral victory that like we didn't let them beat us. And now we can go in and kind of uh, look at the tape for a week and a half, probably. And to your point, I think the defense hones in here. Uh, Looking back on it, like I said, we did beat them in rushing yards. I'd like to see us do that again. That's how we win. Right. Taylor Heineke. Uh, isn't always the savior um, and he can make some boneheaded plays. But I think if we can win on the ground and get uh, a timely turnover, there was a fumble from each team last, uh, last matchup. But if we can win the turnover battle, um, you know, for, and and Daniel Jones is prone to do it. We've talked about it so many times. Um, I'd love to see a pick though. Um, That would be, that would be the highlight right there to, uh, to put a little bit of a, a little bit of stank on it and just have a pick, have a pick six to win the game or something would be freaking amazing going into uh, the end of the year. And I think that that would re-encourage us uh, as far as playoff spot, because you've got teams like Seattle, you got teams like Detroit. We mentioned pre-pod that are also fighting, man. They, they, they want a playoff spot. They've got a lot to prove. So um, mm. I think it feels good um, as a commander's fan to see us on a roll. So I hope that we use the bye week well, like good teams do. And we come out and we assert our dominance. Um, man, now you got me wanting to change my pick. So I originally have 24-20, but after looking back on all that and talking, I think I'm going to update that to 27-20. I want to see Washington win by a full touchdown. Oh, John and I are mm-hmm. swallowing the points. Jay Luds, where are you going with it's this It's at one? home. Uh, I am as well. I am as well. Let's go. I, I got it. Yeah. I got it uh, 24-13. 24-13 commandos. Yeah, I think the Giants are that bad. If you can stop Saquon Barkley, they're not going to score points. Um, yeah. I know it's a divisional game. Um, I know it's going to be a hard-played game. But Washington coming off the rest, the defense has been strong. Daniel Jones, I think, is going to be under some pressure. I think you guys are going to swallow Barkley as much as you can. And, um, yeah, I don't think the Giants score many points, man. I don't. 24-13. So we're all we're all on the commanders. I mean, this this could be some maybe some bulletin board material for the Giants. I mean, I'm sure they're going to be up for this game. They're going to be a little angry after after how the Eagles disrespected them last week. And this yeah. this is their last hope, man. I really mm-hmm. think that if the Giants lose here, their momentum is is not going to be there for those last couple games. Mm-hmm. Of course, that because of their record, they're. I just tried to call GVR, see if I can get him on. Apparently, he's busy. And, guys, he's in Delaware, um, if, if you care. But, George, George, we miss you, and we hope we can get you back in studio as soon as possible. But, yeah, I think if the Giants lose here, it's really a dagger to their hopes of the postseason. Mm. So I, I, I hope we see 
the best football game out of both these teams. I hope we get a good old fashioned NFC East clash here on Sunday Night Football, and yeah. America gets a gets a treat because uh, okay. it's, it's going to be a good one. And there's, there's a lot there's a lot on this game, which is mm-hmm. clearly why it was flexed. All right, Luds, you gave us uh, your picks. Uh, do yep. you have an upset parlay for us? I do, guys. I do. Um, I would like to double up on that Bears game, but I won't. I'll give you two. I'll give you two that I like. Um, All right. Because I, I really do like that Chicago plus nine. But um, I like the Titans plus three, guys. They've been struggling a little bit lately. First, the Chargers, right? I, yes. That, the Chargers. I just don't think Chargers are that good of a team, man. I just really don't. I think the Titans are going to come in there and win that game. I think that's a must win for them. They're seven and six. Yeah. Um, Herbert's good, but they're just, they've been a beat up team all year. They haven't been consistent on offense. Uh-huh. Um, I just think, I think um, Rabel gets that team rallied, man. I think they come in there and win that game. Yeah. I, I like the Titans plus three that game. And my other one, guys, um, I like the Pittsburgh Steelers at Carolina plus three. Um, okay. We're getting towards the end of the season here. I think these players are going to rally for the Steelers, play hard till the end of the season. I think they don't want to mm-hmm. give Tomlin's, you know, streak. Uh, they want to maybe keep it alive, maybe try to get them to eight and eight this year. I mean, Carolina's not, been inconsistent, and yeah, I, I like the both road dogs this week, guys. Uh, Steelers plus three, and I like the Titans plus three. And keep an eye on that Bears and uh, Eagles game, boys. You're really, really feeling the, the the Bears plus nine. I'm not mad at you. Um, the uh, the the Panthers Steelers is an interesting game. Carolina, because of the pitiful record of the NFC South, <laughs> they, this is they're in this it. This is a big game. <laughs> they're yeah. in it. Believe it or not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like they they've cycled through Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker. Now Sam Darnold uh, obviously has. He seems Sam Darnold seems to have the best rapport with DJ yeah. Moore. So maybe their I mean, passing game can go. They're playing hard for the coach too, man. I mean, they seem yes. like out of out of any of the transitions yeah. that have happened thus far this year, I think they seem to yeah. be playing the hardest for their for their interim. Both teams and are, over on the both teams Steve are, on the, you know, for the Steelers. Steelers I'm not yeah. sure who's going to be under center because I know that Kenny Pickett last left last week's game with a concussion. I'm not sure if he's cleared protocol, but I, I kind of know that. Oh, well. At this point in time, I think Pickett and Trubisky, they kind of give the Steelers the same chance to win. Yeah. You know, Pittsburgh, um, they're going to run the ball hard um, with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. They have talented playmakers, although because they lack the quarterback to get him the ball. But, you know, Deontay Johnson, Fryermuth, and, of course, George Pickens, the amazing rookie out of Georgia, continues to impress with mm-hmm. his um, highlight reel plays. They have talent. Um, so. Yeah, and, and of course, I don't think it's going to happen this year. I'm sorry, Aaron Nardelli, if you're listening. I love you, buddy. I think this is I think this is the year that Mike Tomlin gets his first losing yeah. record. But right now, they're five and eight. If they win out, they'll go nine and eight. So they're yeah. still. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, guys, uh, th- this has been fun. Uh, Next week, we'll we'll do our, our Week 16 show just a couple days out of Christmas. As I said, it'll be the Cowboys and the Eagles. We'll get to recap the big game between the Commanders and Giants. This is NFC East football. We need to get the meaningful. whole team. We need to get the whole yes. team back together, man. We need to get all George, four George, of us George, if you're listening, I know, you, I know you sell pizzas down by the seashore, <laughs> and you're traveling around, <laughs> and you're married, and you're big, and you're fancy, but we love you. We miss you, buddy. I, I would love nothing more to have all four of us in studio for our, our big Christmas episode next week. I like that. But Luds, it was good to have you back. John is always holding it down, best partner in the business. We appreciate all you guys listening to the NFC East. Peace. Peace.